Welcome to the Limitless Being Podcast. I am Danielle Sharkey, your host, here to be a guide on this journey of life. This is a space cultivated with the intentions of connection, vulnerability, spirituality, limitless knowledge, explorative conversations, and unlimited potential. I am here to spread love while activating freedom within the collective consciousness. I'm a digital nomad, an entrepreneur, and a magnetic spiritual being here to help you activate your power so that you can cultivate the life of your dreams. This container I have created is a safe space for us all to have conversations which lead us toward liberation, acceptance, and radical love of yourself. If you have found this podcast, it is by no accident. You have been guided here because there's a part of you who's ready to stop making excuses and live the life you've imagined. So join me and my guests here every Thursday. Everybody, welcome back to Limitless Being Podcast. Today, I have a very, very special guest, a dear friend, a sister, co-creator, Healer Barbie. Or you can call her Marcy as well. She's a healer. She works in the quantum field. She does energy healing, guided meditations, retreats. She's also a spiritual entrepreneur and so much more. Marcy, thank you for being here, my love. Baby, my love (laughs) angel. (laughs) When we get together, we're just like this. Fairies. This, yeah, fairies, this ball of beautiful light, this ball of beautiful energy. And um, you have just to kind of get into a little bit of the story of how we like connected. I found Healer Barbie's content about two years ago, around maybe three now, around 2020, a little bit after 2020, um, in the TikTok world, saw you posting about quantum jumping, started getting really into it. And that practice has opened me up so much. I, I applied your, your meditation. And then from there, I feel like it was such a, a key element of my spiritual awakening. And now, you know, we're the quantum Queens. We both work in the quantum field. Um, I, I got trained in energy healing around that same time too. And then I booked a session with you and we just started conversing. And since then it's, it's blossomed into a beautiful friendship. We just hosted a retreat last year together in Colombia. Um, so it's, it's been so magical having you on my team. So thank you. I'm honored. I mean, just hearing you when you talk about it, it's like, God, our journey, the way that we started mm-hmm. and what we both experienced mid journey, what we experienced a year and a half, two years ago, what we're experiencing now, mm-hmm. what we did, what we created with, I mean, we have just, you and I just, it's something very special. Mm-hmm. So level up the only thing that's coming into my mind right now is level up level up level up level up level up level up we know how to do that we definitely know how to level up that's for sure and all the sticky stuff in between it's like sticky level up sticky level up it's never uh it's never smooth babe no okay that's exactly that's exactly what i was going through coming back to columbia this last week it was like this deep kind of fear shadow work slash activation that I was experiencing. And that's exactly the message that comes through. It's like the reminder of the initiations that happen 
right before you're about to, to reach a new level or a new manifestation is going to come in, you know, and yeah. we've been, we've been walking we've... side by side on each other's journeys, like having these synchronicities and these parallels. And I just want to say that it's so, it's so supportive and helpful when you have somebody in your life that can listen to you, that speaks your language and then knows what you are going through because they've also experienced something similar. Because if I did not have the support that I had, you know, going through that breakup after Costa Rica, like, what was that? How long was that? Like a year ago? I think a year and a half. A, a year, year and a half, half ago. It was exact same time as mine. A year and a half ago. And we were able to talk about all of the crazy details and to be able to just support each other. And that, that is, if I didn't have that, I don't think I would be in as healed of a space as I am now. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, we really, it's like, we do have to crawl through the mud every time we level up for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And we're like, happy to, this sucks. Let's do it. Let's do it together. But mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely been magical, right? It's been, it's not coincidence and it's, always been serendipitous with us and it's like creating magic together mm -hmm. and we've never really been in each other's physical space that's so wild <laughs> isn't that crazy it's like we work better in the quantum remember when we were planning the retreat and i was like we are better in the quantum babe mm -hmm. we work better in the quantum yep but i don't often feel seen heard or understood by anyone so i'm grateful for you because that's how you make me feel mm. you little angel baby yeah we <laughs> Every time we tried to do like the output masculine of bringing the, the retreat into fruition last year, every time like we would try to overdo it or I would try to overdo it, it just, it wouldn't work. It felt like we were pushing. And as soon as we would like drop into a meditation or visualize together, whatever it was it would, and let go, as soon as we let go, that's when things just opened up and started wow. streamlining in, which is so crazy because this is great. This is a great, um, you know, beginning conversation because I feel like most people believe that you got to do, 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 go, 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 go. And that's how you're going to get results. Mm -hmm. and, and I believe that to a certain extent, but I find for myself, and I'm curious if this is similar for you, I find for myself, the more woo woo, the more quantum, the more Joe Dispenza manifestation, crazy shit that I do, the more success I have. And so Are it's like, the, yeah. we both focus on that, the energy first. I'm curious if that's the same for you as well. Of course. Mm -hmm. Of course. I mean, it is magical to be able to access that dimension, that energy, um, and work from there. Of course, we have to drop back into our human body and sort of do a little bit of energy expenditure here. Mm -hmm. But I have had way more financial and love success mm. through meditation through I mean my quantum jump I channeled and meditated through it and that is now just passive income just rolling in mm. right and it's like and we were conditioned and told I at least I was I don't know if you were work hard put away your 401k find a nine to five find stability and that has been so untrue for me mm -hmm. that program of work, do, find, and nine to fives aren't bad. Some people love them, mm -hmm. but that whole thing of your, you box yourself in, right? We've had to deprogram just because the energy 
energy expenditure does not equal abundance. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like sometimes it's, you know what I'm saying? It's not like yeah. Ugh, the more work. Sometimes it's work, but there is a pulling. And when we start to pull and like do this uncomfortable, not uncomfortable, but when we start to pull at things, mm-hmm. it's almost counterproductive when we pull at them. Yeah. Is that how you feel? Oh, yeah. I mean, when you were saying that, I, I just, you know, I feel that truth. And I've, <laughs> there's so much to talk about. What I love about us is like, we're both rebels too, right? So somebody's going to, somebody's going to tell us to do something. We're not going to fucking do it, you know? <laughs> and so we, we have this intrinsic a similarity I believe we have is this like intrinsic kind of fear lied or, or lie truth detector. And we can know mm-hmm. like, that's, that's not true. That's not right. That's not right for me. And I knew growing up, you know, being in an office all day was never going to be for me. Um, there was something, there was a fire that I, that I've always had that I knew that I could create a new way and I knew it was possible. And I think when it comes to the energy work, people don't realize when you're going and you're pushing and you're trying and you're efforting so much, you're getting yourself into a place of lack, into a place of fear, and also into a place of burnout. And when you regulate your nervous system and you're calm and you're at peace, it's like you already have the energy of what it is you're trying to cultivate in your physical reality. And so it, it magnetizes that towards you. Right. And so I would love to hear when you started getting into this and what brought you into this energy first, energy mastery mindset. (laughs) I felt that. I felt that. The only just like, let me tell you. Let me tell you, despair. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think most people, I don't want to speak for you, but mm-hmm. I feel like most people that I know that are deeply into this work, it didn't come from my life is so great and things are so wonderful. Right. Um, it came from uh, hopelessness, despair, pain. Mm-hmm. And it was like searching, seeking, doing um, what else is out there. And I think most of us know when we're in that place emotionally, physically, what have you. Of course, I was my story is that I was very sick and I was also very, I hadn't processed a lot of trauma. There's so many layers to my, what was happening with me in my twenties mm-hmm. where I was in despair. Emotionally, I hadn't processed a lot of trauma. There was a lot of programming. There was a lot of pain. There was a lot of victimization mm-hmm. of myself and very ill. Right. Um, and a lot of people know the whole eat healthier, go see a therapist, those things. That's all we sort of had access to at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, or a lot of people, Uh, So we were doing the mental and emotional work and we were doing the maybe body, like going to the gym, eating healthy, Mm -hmm. but no one was really back then a lot of, I didn't hear a lot of talk about it until the secret came out. I don't know if you remember when the secret came out. Is that a movie or a book? Yeah, it's a, it's a movie, both, Both. but it came out. I remember watching it and it is the basis of pretty much all of this stuff. It was, it was a little off the mark sometimes, Mm -hmm. but it was about this stuff. And so I hadn't accessed the energy part of my healing, Mm. the energetics and the spiritual part of me. I was like, okay, I've got this other part I'm working on, but I hadn't accessed that. And when I started going to an energy worker, I was having visions. I was getting better. Mm. He was mentoring me. And I'm like, this 
shit works. And that's the missing part. You have to have all the other stuff, but this shit works. And then I was watching my life unfold, mm. right? And you and I have both seen where when you match the frequency of something, sometimes you don't have to do anything. Someone shows up and pops in and goes, hey, will you come host a retreat in January for a month, Danielle? <laughs> it's like, that's so true. <laughs> like sometimes it really does feel magical. Yeah. It feels like I have a trick that I want to share with everyone. Mm. And I think that's, do you feel like that's where a lot of yours came from? Mm. Was despair, hopelessness? Oh, yeah. Or did it come from somewhere else? Oh, yeah. They... yeah. Oh, yeah. I think. <sighs> yeah. I mean, honestly, majority of my life, I was, I was suffering until probably about four years ago. Um, it probably started to shift mid-20s. And, you know, I started doing work with psychedelics and with other like forms of therapy and getting into yoga and, and nutrition around like 18, 19, but, and that helped in ways, but it, yeah, this, this desire to live for me has come from a kiss with death, you know, almost yeah. dying and leaving my body and, and getting to those, like the darkest of the dark places to realize whoa like there has to be something more I'm still alive I'm still here for a reason there has to be something more because I cannot continue to live in this mental and psychological pain it was a lot of yeah. mental and psychological pain for me and yeah. that chaos just perpetuated more chaos in my reality you know and it just was this terrible cycle and then I would just attract it and attract it and attract it and I got into energy work in 2020. I went through my Reiki healings. So I did those first, got into that really, my Reiki trainings got into that really very deeply and then started getting, getting into Joe Dispenza, quantum jumping, seeing the content that you posted. And it's like the rabbit hole, right? It's like the rabbit hole. You start opening it up and you see that this energetic, magic, magical, miraculous applications work. And then that opens yeah. Pandora's box. So oh my God. Yeah. I mean, and thank, thank God for social media mm -hmm. because that's really how it started to get out. That's why there was this mass awakening uh, along with COVID. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think you and I, I'm sure that you saw therapists. I don't know. I know I was like, I, I saw a therapist. I'd, right. I and it's like, so we're hitting those layers of our field that are like, boop, 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 like um, physical, mental, emotional. Maybe we're accessing those. I've been to every therapist. I'm like, yeah, we're missing the way bigger component to the healing, which is thematics, energy, and, you know, that's what dry, drove both of us to find it. I think mm -hmm. that's how we help people today, you and I, and why mm -hmm. we help people today. And it's like, it's, it sounds science fiction, right? So I always mm -hmm. tell people it sounds like science fiction, and sometimes it feels like it. Right. Are your, oh, my yeah. experiences and your experiences, <laughs> we have like, like stuff I can't talk to other people about. I'm like, they wouldn't, not because they wouldn't accept me. They wouldn't know. They wouldn't be, like, be able babe. to comprehend because in be their, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. In their belief <laughs> system, the it's not possible, right. To see my question for you is, and then we can get into more stories because I would love to Ooh. hear some things about your clients. My question <clears throat> for you is what is the most, maybe in that time period when you were healing yourself because you got sick and um, maybe you can go into a little more detail there, but the most miraculous thing that you saw 
when working with him, the first energy healer that you worked with on yourself? I saw, oh my God, oh my God. Her experience. So amazing. Uh, I, I was also going to touch on that. I think you and I both had a choice. And I know a lot of people, a lot of our mm. own clients and people that watch our stuff, we, we had the choice to, whether that, this was mental, emotional pain, physical pain, whatever, we were suffering. And we had a choice like, okay, so I either die or I, out of my desperation, find something else. Mm. And that's where a lot of us found. You know what I mean? It's like, and there was times where I was like, I'm ready. Can you, uh, this hurts. Can I just go? Mm-hmm. And there were times where I was brinking that point of wanting to just, it's either that I'm going to die and I have to make that choice because I'm not willing to sit in this limbo of pain. Mm. And so it was like boots on the ground. But um, one of the first full on visions I had mm. um, <clears throat> with my energy worker, this old, beautiful Japanese man <laughs> um, that was very quiet and very humble. He didn't talk about I found out later that he was like a bodyguard for the Dalai Lama and like oh, all of these. I'm like, what? Yeah. I saw pictures up on his ceiling that were very tiny. And I said, who's that? Oh, no one. He, he wouldn't talk about what he was doing, but I saw, it's funny that you ask me these questions. Of course you would, because I'm like, I, he's doing the work on me and I can feel him not touching. He never touched my physical body. Mm-hmm. He would hover over and I could feel things coming out and I would see visions so I was watching the energy work happen in real time and I'd never experienced energy work. Mm-hmm. And I saw me like Marcy's higher that exists in me, but she was like gold in a throne. I, I will never forget it. I was like, Ooh, chills. Almost wanted to, Ooh. I wanted to, I saw her. I, it was the first time I ever connected with what I would call my higher consciousness. Mm-hmm. And I saw her and she was like, this is who you are. And I'm like, Holy, and so I was having these psychedelic experiences in energy work with him. Mm. And sometimes it was just chill, but sometimes I was like, you know, but I would see her and I would see the energy moving. And it was, he was awakening me, but I was also getting better and he was helping and mentoring me. But yeah, I saw her. She was gold, golds, reds, purples. I was like, uh, and it was just that I had never tried to connect before. I didn't know how to connect. Mm. And that's when I was like, you know, wow. and I, the headaches started subsiding, the pain started, and it's, this is weeks, right? People need to understand as well as for physical stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a process. Not like, sometimes I actually have people that have miraculous healings that are like, my stomach stuff went away. I feel great. Yep. But a lot of times it's, it's a process of energy that takes months mm-hmm. or a year or more. But yeah, it was pretty incredible. He was a Machio. Machio. Machio? Machio? Machio. Oh, no. <laughs> Machio's his name. Oh my goodness. Did you, did you, were you seeing an energy worker? Yeah, I've, I've been to multiple healers. Cause for me, I tried, I tried regular therapy for a little bit. And then I got back into it when I left my four year relationship and moved to Costa Rica. Um, wow. and my, my, my therapist, she was also very spiritual, but like, you know, she had a way of being able to do it without, I, I don't, I don't know. It, she was able to be very spiritual in her practice, but she also had the education and the training. And when did I go to my, yeah, I think it was through my trainings. That's when I first experienced Reiki. I didn't really know what it was, but it kept coming up to me because I was teaching a lot of yoga back then. And I love doing hands-on adjustments. I loved 
now it's like the energy transfer is so intense. Um, oh my God. Oh my God. I, I touched one person out here one time and I was like, oh, like, I can't take that off. I can't take that on. You know what I mean? I can't handle it. And so now I'm very conscious about my barriers, but back then when you're just learning about it or when you're teaching and obviously we, we have such big hearts and we want to help so much. Like when I'm teaching, I want to make sure they're in the right position so that they're going to actually benefit from what they're doing. And I was teaching sometimes five, six, seven, if not more classes a week and not doing anything to clear my energy. And I was drained, drained. And I remember speaking to a couple of teachers and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Like I love teaching. It energizes me, but I'm starting to feel so depleted. And they're like, you're not, are you putting your hands on people? And I'm like, yes, I am. And then I'll do, you know, this, this balancing kind of like head massage when they're in Shavasana. And they said, both of them said that I needed to go get Reiki certified and I need to clear my vessel after every person I touch and I need to rub my hands together. And so I went through my first training and then I had this crazy experience because when you get attuned to it, you go through an entire chakra purge. And so things that maybe you thought you've healed from, but you haven't, subconscious things, they bubble to the surface and you're going through this again, another energy awakening. And I went through that twice and then became so obsessed. You know, I was seeing Reiki healers. I was seeing acupuncturists. I was seeing a massage therapist that did Reiki. And the, for me, it's always been a lot of emotional and mental because as an empath, you know, I absorbed so much my whole life, not knowing what was happening, having anxiety, having depression, having all of these negative thoughts. And so when I started getting into it, it was like this energy was purging out of my body, you know, and my <sighs> mental health was healing, my anxiety, my panic attacks, my, my depression, all of that was my cystic acne. I had cystic acne, you know, all of that started to heal simply because there was this inflammation in my body from an overaccumulation of energy and of emotions that I hadn't, that, that most of them weren't even mine. It's just junk, right? Junk from outside sources. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. What would Poor you baby Danielle? I know Poor she baby Danielle. I struggled. She was like, I something feels off, mm -hmm. but I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. Well, who'd you touch today? I was just talking about that <laughs> when I was <laughs> I when I was in Sedona. I'm like, I don't even do FaceTimes because that's mm -hmm. a lot of energy for me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I could not I mean, now there's times where I can go out and be in settings and right. be around a lot of people, and that's totally fine. But if I'm that's a lot for us. Yep. We are so ultra sensitive to anything. And for me, I know even plant medicine microdoses are like, mm -hmm. it's like a whole, someone else's microdose feels like my macrodose. <laughs> oh my God. I was telling you, like, it's just, <laughs> it's true. I was telling somebody, I try to tell, you know, people like, I don't need to drink to be in a room with people that are drinking and feel drunk. I can literally just enter the room and feel drunk <laughs> or you can put, whatever it is, let's say microdose of mushrooms in my hand and I will start to feel high. Like I don't actually need to take the substance. And I'm sure it's the same way as you. As soon as we're around the energy, we're like, woo, yeah. Woo, baby. <laughs> I was saying that my entire life, when I'm on client calls, I feel like I'm on plant medicine. Yeah. I'm like, yep. 
And I'm like, and then you give me a little bit and for someone that's a little bit for them, it feels, and I have to integrate, like I've done a macrodose, mm -hmm. right? So it's, it's for sensitives. And I'm always telling people like, they think I'm being dramatic. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I'm extremely sensitive. Yeah. So I have to be very careful. I'm not trying to be controlling here. I'm just extreme. I know how sensitive my body is to everything. Mm -hmm. I'd rather take baby steps, but yeah, you and I, girl, uh, after the, <laughs> after the retreat, after the retreat, it took me a month. I almost died. <laughs> I almost okay. died. I feel like, oh my God. Sorry guys. Sorry. Sorry listeners. But yeah, we, we had this. This is us. This is us. Yeah, I'm we not play. sorry. No, we're not sorry. We're not sorry. We play. Um, we had this incredible women's retreat in November and just to continue to speak life into the magic that both you and I experience so that people can also know that it exists because our lives are literally magic and it's like butter you know it's just so good I don't know why I say it's like butter it's like it is it's like oh. it's yummy it's yummy <laughs> nurturing so we ended up finally meeting August 8th in Tulum I was living in Tulum at the time Marcy yeah. messages me and she's like I'm coming out to Tulum I'm like what like, what do you mean? She came out for Lionsgate Portal. We met in person for the first time, even though, of course, it feels like we've known each other lifetimes, you know, it's, we're so comfortable with each other, but we were able to meet in person and the retreat was supposed to be in November. So we meet in August, we have this crazy experience. And then all of a sudden, like everything started rolling and you know, being brought into place. And then we were able to fill out the retreat in November, which was September, October, and, like three, less like than three September, months. We didn't start like doing all the stuff till like beginning of October. <laughs> what do you think about what I used to, I used to tell you during the process, I was like, Danielle, this is such a short, <laughs> you're like, Oh my God. But it was such a short time frame. It was mm -hmm. magical that we were able to get that done. Yeah. But that was so incredible. And so the retreat was profound, profound. I mean, we had, we were very, very blessed to have a, an animal totem make its way into our reality where Marcy had an encounter with a literal owl in Dallas, which is, oh, I'll cut that out. That's okay. In Texas, <laughs> in Texas, which is just unheard of. You know, and then we kept seeing the owl totem everywhere and then looking into what the owl meant. It, you know, the owls are known for being the guardians of the mystical realms, you know, shamanic in nature. And so, of course, our retreat, we have these mediums, we have psychics, we have crystal workers, we have grid workers, we have light workers, we have all of these incredibly powerful beings come to our retreat. And it ends up being more impactful than I think you and I knew was possible. Like one of the women, just to give an example, one of the women walked away being pain-free from her, one of her autoimmune diseases for over a month. After a decade of pain, she had never felt a pain-free day until yeah. she left. So just saying. just saying, the power of that retreat was incredible. And we learned some hard lessons. For example, not closing the ceremony at the end properly. I kind of just let people, you know, leave the ecstatic dance. We were exhausted. We were exhausted. And so I was like, 
it doesn't matter. I'm exhausted. My leg is giving out, but like, I'm still moving. I'm still, <laughs> and I ended up getting, and me and a few, and a few other women and you as well, um, we ended up getting really sick and I won't go into details, but let's just say we were purging. We were purging. <laughs> and the only thing that came to me, I was sick for a week and a half. Most of the women were sick for like a day or two. I was sick for a week and a half. And I just knew that I had absorbed too much. I had taken on too much. My, I was very exhausted during the tre- retreat because I was just out. We were outputting so much to get to that point. And I had taken on, I was just like, okay, it's my responsibility. I'm going to make everybody happy. I'm just, you know, something subconscious in me was like, I got this. Just give it to me. I'll take it into my womb. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and this goes to show how sensitive and how open we really are. And also the necessities of energetic hygiene practices and barriers as well. On a sacred land like that. Yeah. First of all, we're on a sacred land. In, okay. Yep. And and then we didn't realize we kind of knew we, what we we're going to attract in, which is very highly sensitive psychics and mediums. Mm-hmm. And we were feeling these spiritual and energetic effects as well as running these ceremonies. And it was like, we were high as a kite. Mm-hmm. I was, Oh, yeah. and it took integration. And we kept saying this before the retreat. It's like, we both knew this is going to be like plant medicine. This is going to be like plant medicine. And the integration process was, it was, it wasn't, it was, it just took a while. It just took a while. It was like, oh, but I gained and learned so much through the sisterhood with you and mm. through the, about myself that I was like unwilling to face, mm. didn't want to go through, but yeah, that just, it, it also just goes to show that any experience for you and I can be like a plant medicine integration, right? <laughs> like love or whatever. Mm. It can be like, I have to now go integrate because it's so deeply our fields are so sensitive and there's just no stopping that. I mean, we can shield. Yeah. Can we talk about, I had something come through on an energy session, which I think is really profound. I was going to make something about it. Mm -hmm. This girl was like, how, how do I shield? You know, how do I protect? And I'm like, Oh, the age old question. (laughs) Her guides came through and immediately was like, and she takes really good care of her. She's like, you and I have very good care of Mm -hmm. our field meditates, clears, doing living an aligned life. Mm. And it was like the number one thing you can do to protect your energy as an empath is the health and wellness of your field. Mm. It's not some magical. Yes. You can do the shielding techniques and all of that, but those aren't necessarily sustainable. Mm -hmm. You can do those if needed, but if you are have a general health and wellness and alignment of yourself, that's going to keep you protected. And if something's off, something gets into your field, you'll know it Mm -hmm. because your field is, won't feel like your own anymore. But that was like, they said the number one thing is, and then secondary to that is shielding. And then tertiary to that is astral shielding and protection. Mm. But I was like, that is so true. The health and wellness of our field is the biggest barrier that we can put up against. Yeah. Yeah. And what comes through, what comes through as you're saying that is be on the offensive, not on the defensive, like be ahead of what is, what can potentially happen, which I'd love to go into as well with you is like, be ahead of the game. And when you're saying health and wellness of, of your field, it's like your channel is directly connected to your physical body. And if you are a psychic or an aspiring to be psychic or medium or want to work in the quantum or want to learn more about this, 
you have to be so you don't have to do anything, but the invitation is to <laughs> do it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> do it. No, I'm you have to keep the, the, the channel. <laughs> the channel has to be you pure, so you know? So it's like, if you are working in people's field and your channel is not pure and you're, I'm just going to say it, you're drinking soda and you're going to McDonald's and you're drinking alcohol and you're smoking your vape and then you're smoking a joint while you're reading people's tarot cards, like, you are not channeling purity and this can sound religious. It's not trying to, I'm not trying to be religious. You have to think of how we have to be those clear channels for source, because if the vibration is lower, if we open our auric field, if we allow things in entities, energies that we're not even aware of, that also affects who you're trying to help and it can hurt them. Yeah. I mean, and let's be honest, ours stay, we are very attuned to our own fields. We know when something's off and we're always, Danielle meditates for like four hours a day. I did to be today. Honest. I did. <laughs> I, it was about three hours today. Yeah. But you know. But fine. also what the health and wellness of your field is, is living an aligned life, mm. doing things that feel aligned for you. All of those things. Of course, if you're working a job you hate, you're doing Coke on the weekends mm -hmm. and la, 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 and you're treating your body like shit and you're not trying to connect with, you're not going to have a health and wellness of your energy field. And we still pick up stuff and we're like on top of our, we still are like, Ooh, something is sticky. But the great thing is we know when something's off. Right. Right. And we still pick up stuff. So, I mean, I was probably walking around with all kinds of crap all over my field 15, 16 years ago. Mm. Right. Just like, yeah. Ugh. I think that's maybe it's hard being sensitive. Definitely. It's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely difficult. It's, it's not, you know, it's not an, an easy life. It's not an easy path being a sensitive, a light worker, whatever it is you want to call it. Like being able from a young age to feel other people's feelings, to hear other people's thoughts, to know when mm. people around you are lying to you and to know when the world is lying to you and be gaslit and told you're too much, you're too sensitive, you're too emotional, you're too this, you're too that, trying to be shoved into this container, into this box that, you know, is created for humans. You have to be this way in order to be part of normal society. Mm. It's devastating, you know? And then when we realize, it when is. we wake up, we realize we're so much more than that box where we're incredible different shapes and we're never going to fit in it. The other side of that is realizing it's lonely because there's not a lot of people like us and thank God we've been able to find people like us. I get it, but mostly remote, mostly remote. We're not in, mostly remote. we're not in commune. I'm not, you know, even being here at this beautiful retreat center, I still can't go to the depth with people in which I can go to with you or with somebody else that's, oh. that's on the path, you know? So it is rare to find, to feel once you find that piece of acceptance and you understand what it is to be an empath or sensitive, it's still hard because you feel like you're on the outside. Yeah. Well, it's a, a, number one, you find out you're sensitive, right? And I can just imagine baby Danny being so sensitive and you thought what you were feeling was probably your own, right? You probably 100%. were like, I'm this, I'm that. It's like, number one is identifying that, I'm a body feeler. I like to call it a body feeler. Mm. I'm picking up energy in my body. 
Uh, and then how do I decipher whose is whose and what's mine? And then how do I clear it? And there's this whole process of that that is ongoing for mm. a lot of people. And once you open your eyes to this stuff, um, it's the the reward is so beautiful, but the work is there. Um, <laughs> it's not like the stuff what we that we were seeing when the it's like this big awakening happened, right? And then there was all this like bypassing and positivity, mm-hmm. and it's not there's mud there's mud and there's shadows and there's stuff that you have to process through to be in that upper level um Mm -hmm. it's not like we're just floating on clouds i mean sometimes we are we are sometimes (laughs) most of the time now there's a lot most of the time now i feel like i feel like we got to a point where obviously the work will continue to come you know the more that we want to bring certain aspects into our lives but I feel like we've at least regulated, you know, we've leveled, yeah. we've leveled. I, I don't want to say it ever stops, but I do think you get to a point where you learn how to surrender and how to let go of control, mm-hmm. which probably has been one of the hardest. This is interesting that this is coming through. One of the hardest things that I've had to deal with is letting go of control because I I believe that certain empathy is bred through trauma or sometimes empaths are bred through trauma. And for me, I know that I had Mm -hmm. traumatic experiences when I was a kid, but I don't, I don't really remember, but I also know the chaos in my household as I grew up as well. And so it breeds you to be hypervigilant, right? You're like, is this safe? Not really. How do I have to regulate my emotions so that they're happy? You know, you become this, like this regulator, but from a place of survival. Right. And as you you grow up, you realize you don't you don't want to be hyper vigilant with everything anymore, and so you have to kind of bring your energy back into yourself, and that is such a difficult process too, you know. To to one of the shamans that I worked with before, right around when Jake and I were breaking up a couple of years ago, she told me that I have to learn how to track from my heart in my third eye, like psychically track instead of track from my root in my sacral, because I was tracking from fear, I wasn't tracking yep. from love. Oh my God. I mean, you're so spot on with most empaths were bred out of trauma or having to be hypervigilant and they sharpened that skill through trauma, right? It's a skill that everyone has Mm. (laughs) that they can sharpen, but we, a lot of us happen to have sharpened it because we're having to read energy of the room to Mm. make sure that we're safe. And then there's control all intermingled with that. And anything that we have going on like that, any shadow aspects that we are always trying to heal it kept us safe Mm. it was something that control kept whatever part of myself that I had worked on healing I know was there that was my subconscious trying to keep me safe because we've been here before or have we been here before Mm -hmm. or what's going on here or how can I navigate that so I won't get hurt again what is that one saying where it's like um your body doesn't know the difference between like your subconscious doesn't know the difference when you're having extreme emotional pain. It doesn't know that it's not dying. Mm. Did you know that Mm -hmm. it actually registers it as a a physical threat of death. Wow. And that's why you go into fight or flight. So of course, (laughs) yeah. Control kept you safe and it did for me as well. Yeah. Right. So you're like now trying to un wrap all of that stuff Mm -hmm. right fuck 
It's so much work. It's so much beautiful work. Though. It is. It is beautiful. There's quite the initiation onto this path. And um, I was talking to this girl, Mandy, that was interviewing me the other day. And she was talking about like, if you sign up for this and you're like, I know yeah. this is my work, I, you're going to go through, you're going to go through the tests and the the trials and the errors and you're going to be tested to see if you are capable of holding the space for somebody else's road or evolution to enlightenment. You know, you, you will be tested because there are, I was talking about this with, with one of the ladies here the other night, like there are people that, and, and I've talked to you about this before, people that get onto this path and their egos, their past egos dissolve or they let, they shed past pieces of themselves and then they get this spiritual ego. And then they're like, I yep. know everything. This is the way you do not know. I know I am God. And uh, you know, it's just like so bad. And what I love about you, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like compliment oh. you for a second because you have every reason in the world to be full of yourself. <laughs> Like you have every, like you have the beauty, you have the brains, you have the success, you have the empathy of the, like you have every reason in the world, you know, to be, and you're just this most humble, genuine, loving. And it's, it's so fucking refreshing. It's so refreshing because you lead from your heart. You do. And I do know how easy it is for us to, for our egos to think they're better than you know like to take a step up and I've seen that I've seen that with people that are oh. coaches and healers it's like they're cult leaders right they're like I was just gonna say that's how cult leaders are born because they go into that I want to tell you I fully receive mm. what you said about me it's beautiful the thing that I always you know what I'm I'm receiving that mm. I'm receiving that because I know that to be true I just heard something in my house as per usual with our calls <laughs> and our but you are like the compassion queen. I think that's what you are. You, someone can do something horrible and you're like, well, let's wait a second and let's step back and think. Like you are the compassion queen and that has often been used against us. Yes. But you are so compassionate mm. and I love learning from people like you. Like yeah, I, I learned so much in just being your friend. Like, oh, I love learning about myself through you. And like seeing through Danielle's eyes, like what would Danielle be thinking about this? Because you are you're the compassion queen. But yeah, cult leaders. Uh, yeah, I see. Okay, I see. I'm I crying. See where, <laughs> I know. I was like, I got a little. You are, and you know, you are. You you even know that like people can use it against you oh, because yeah. you'll forgive and try to go into that space of why, mm -hmm. how maybe they were. I want to give. I want to, I'm curious, but you go into that space first yeah. you go into the space of, was it me? Can I help? And there's yeah. been people that have, it's your greatest gift, but people have Thank siphoned you. off of that. But Thank you. you know what? I know where the cult leader, we could have been cult leaders had we been in our egos, but <laughs> we could have just started. Oh, yeah. it, it begins <laughs> from... It quantum queen from, cult. I think it the quantum queen cult. Cult. You can't say it. Quantum queen cult. Quantum queen cult. cult. <laughs> but it begins from, you remember, do you remember when you woke up? Because I remember I had gone through my shadow, the deepest, hardest, darkest one. It's usually that first, what would you call it? Dark night of the soul. Whatever you mm -hmm. want to label it. 
it was the hardest one. And I came out the other side and I had all this information and I wanted to share it. Mm. And we get so excited. And that's where the cult leader starts because they're so excited that they skip all the responsibility, slowing down, learning, mm -hmm. researching, connecting. They just want to dive right in and share it with everyone without the knowledge, research, and work, and time that has to go into it. So right. it comes from excitement, but yeah, there was some, there was some stuff happening. Yeah, um, I definitely... 2020. Oh, sorry. For sure. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say in 2020, I remember there was a lot of just like really... But then it, I think it was like 2022 into 2023, a lot of like very toxic spiritualists started making their way onto the platform like whoa mm -hmm. no 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 mm -hmm. um but you know they'll you can see it you eventually. can see it in their eyes that's what i've realized yeah is you can see it in people's eyes if you're paying attention like it's there's darkness coming out of it like you and i we admit that light you know like that light is so there it's so obvious but you can see the people that are in it for the wrong reasons, just don't jump into it so quick, so fast without yeah. asking questions. That's where I got myself into some trouble in 2022 when I went to Costa Rica is like, jump all in, all the things. Ooh, spiritual. It's good for me if it's spiritual. Let's do it all. I'm not even going to ask questions. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Just massive explosion of, of darkness. You know, and so a little bit of skepticism and getting to know people first and knowing that, unfortunately, my naive ass was like, oh, if, they're, if they're spiritual, if they're spiritual, they're good people. They're good people. If they're spiritual, they could be the Antichrist. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we met him, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But also there's, I, I want to say a larger percentage than the really actual dark ones mm -hmm. that are doing this from a dark place are people that jumped in uh, ill-informed, mm -hmm. right? They maybe have good intentions, but they just don't have all the information. It's kind of sloppy. Right. So it just, just like stuff's flying around and <laughs> they don't really know. And it's, uh, That's true. yeah, but the antichrist, yeah, that was a. <laughs> We definitely went on an initiation journey. It's like, we can you imagine? Okay, can you just imagine us before we got to this life? And we're like, yeah, babe. Time yeah. This is e easy 100 years. Yeah. Like, what is years even? Let's go. Walk through, the under walk through the underworld. Check that off. I think what we did is we signed up for all of the shit in this life. So maybe we don't have to come back next life. Again. Or yeah, we come back and we're like... We're like this queen and everything's fine and we don't really have to deal with anything. We're already there, you know, but we signed up for all of it. We're like, yeah. Oh yeah. Childhood Check. trauma, divorce, Check. Uh, <laughs> betrayal from all the men in my Check. family. Oh yeah. Check. Betrayal Check. from every boyfriend <laughs> walking Check. through the underworld, dark magic, oh, black magic, shadow work every other month. I mean, I feel like it's a, it's just, it's almost like our, our cycle at this point. Right. Yeah. But we know we're, we're so good at like, we've done this for the past couple of years now of like, oh, we know what, what this is. It's usually an up level where we're integrating and it will feel sticky and then we will move through it. But damn, did we go through it? I was just talking about your experience this weekend. Which one? <laughs> the one you were just talking about where yeah. you're like, oh, I can trust these people. Mm -hmm. And at the cult. Costa Rica. Yes. Yeah. The cult. Mm -hmm. Don't know. What you want to... oh, <laughs> oh, no. The story's already out on the podcast. I'm out. Okay. Open oh, book. It's out. Open book. It's out. Yeah. I mean, I 
luckily I've, I've run into a few on TikTok that uh, weren't people that I realized I couldn't trust. But luckily I haven't run into a lot of that because I don't live in a part of the U.S. Mm-hmm. that there's a big spiritual community. Now I just went from Phoenix and Scottsdale and that whole place is like shaman thing. Here's this, mm-hmm. here's that, here's that. But I don't live in a place where there's a lot of options. So mm-hmm. I haven't run into a lot of people yeah. like that, that were trying to do that. But you went to a place where they found their little niche and they were like, cool, yeah. we can make money. We can um, take advantage of people. Mm-hmm. people that ju- and that's the easiest thing in the world is to take advantage of people that are maybe desperate to heal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's crazy now to think about, it's like, it's like a little cesspool of the, on the Guanacaste province, very, very dark around Nosara, around that area. But you know, everybody's supposed to experience what they're supposed to experience. And if I did not go through all, because it was a, it was a culmination of all of these dark occurrences. If I did not go through that, I would not know what I'm capable of in this life. If I could survive the guy I was dating my best friend at the time and a cult all like coming (sighs) after me all at once. And not to mention the crazy astral things that were happening in Costa Rica. I can survive (sighs) anything, you know? And, and that was, Mm. that was the walk through the underworld. I know that sounds so dramatic, but the underworld is really just a representation of the subconscious, right? So a part of me can be aware and see that I attracted that, part of it for a reason. I, you know, left a relationship. I was in my dark feminine and I was like, internally, I was like, fuck men. <sighs> you know, like I was like, yeah. I'm going to be a man eater. I don't give up. I can't deal with this anymore. They all cheat. They all lie. You know, I was in that and also opposites attract. So it's like my higher self is obviously very bright, very light, but, and I ended up, you know, aligning with somebody that didn't have my purest intentions in mind either. So it was, it was Ah. all meant to be and thank God for the healers and the energy workers and the friends and the support I've had along the way, because it took me a year over a year to Mm. heal from all of those experiences, to reclaim my soul, to reclaim my light body, pieces of my energy from those occurrences. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just now coming out of the other end of it as well. But I, I know a lot of people that, and Danielle and I have similar, on the, on a spiritual realm, mm-hmm. similar stories to what, what happened um, in that time of our lives. But I know a lot of people that were healers, psychics, intuitives, beautiful souls that were helping the world. And they were going through similar things. I was attracting mm-hmm. all these clients that were having these dark soul connections that were like, they were coming out of them. And it was the hardest thing they ever did, leaving them. Right. It was like mm-hmm. they felt like they were twin flames and um, maybe they mm-hmm. were dark twin flames or something, but it was torturous. But also it was part of the up level. Right. It was like almost cr- eroding everything away mm. um, and, and starting fresh. Not that we want to erode, but it felt like that. It was like we were on clouds and then we got hit with this. Just like, mm. hey, you have you have more to do. So we're going to hit you with this. We're going <laughs> to. We're going to hit you. We rose from right. the ashes, didn't we? We rose from the, but this is the Phoenix year mm-hmm. because last year felt like a cocoon year. I don't know about you, but last year felt very like I was healing. It was very internal Definitely. work for me. Definitely. 
Definitely. It felt like a cocoon year. And on a feminine collective, I've been seeing the cocoon year was last year. And this year is like, we're coming out of it, like Phoenix rising. But we all experienced it in different ways. I saw a lot of women that went through that. Mm -hmm. It was crazy, babe. It was crazy. Yeah, it was. What would you tell somebody that's going through a similar situation like mm -hmm. that right now? You know, unfortunately, sometimes the reality is they have to experience that. Not that I would tell someone, hey, you got to go experience that. Mm -hmm. But what you can lend if you have a friend or you are someone going through that, um, you know when something's wrong because it will feel wrong. Mm -hmm. It'll feel like something feels really not good in my body. Um, mm. And um, tapping, the only way to get out of and heal from that is to tap into your fire tap into your intuition, tap into your body. Um, and the more I meditated during, by the way, my last year of that really horrible relationship, I was meditating more. I was quant and I was seeing visions that weren't good. Like mm. I was like, Oh, the more I tapped into self, the more I could step back from him. Unfortunately, sometimes we just have to experience, but, yeah. um, the aftermath the fruit of the aftermath coming out of that, let me tell you, may feel like I'm dying without this person. That's what it felt like for me. It felt like I can't live without him. The fruit that you will have on the other side of leaving something that is sucking your life. Parasitic. Parasitic. They were literally, mm -hmm. they are aging and siphoning and they will make you sick eventually, mm -hmm. physically sick. The fruit of leaving them is sweeter than anything that you can imagine with them. I'm telling mm -hmm. you. <laughs> and it's it's a journey but that that rainbow or that pot of gold on the other side is totally worth it mm -hmm. it's and you will be able to rise in so connecting with self is something that i think is the only thing that can really save self higher self guides right yeah that's what what do you feel like pulled you out of that what do you feel like did you feel like you you connecting with you yeah is what did that yeah so it's interesting you say like you'll be able to viscerally feel it in your body when something's not right because I'm going to be honest I probably said this in another episode but there were two red flags the first night I met him and after like we spent a night together I told him I didn't smoke weed he took a hit of weed blew it in my mouth got me incredibly high and I was like super paranoid we're walking back to my place and my friends with another guy. And we stopped in the alleyway by my place and he grabs my head and he's like, you know what I feel right now? I was like, no, what? He's like, I love you. And then I was like, no, like I, I got you. My, def that. Yeah, my defense was like, no, he's freaky. Do not, do not, do not, do not, do not, do not. It was like, run away, run away, run away. And so we oh. said goodbye. Me and my friend went inside. I'm like, you got, no, go goodbye I tried to avoid him for a week and then I ran into him in town and then my body when I ran into him viscerally started shaking out of fear and that's three signs right there that I I'm not gonna should on myself but three signs right there if something if your body is telling you run yes run because yes. the same thing happened with the guy this last year in Colombia. My body was like, I felt drained when I was around him. My body was like, no, 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 no. I was still curious, but ended up ending things with him. And now, like, I've been able to experience somebody where my body's like, yes, 
Yes. yes. Relax. Oh, I'm telling you, you I will not you. feel. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. That first millisecond, and I, re- I can recall it in every single bad yep. relationship. And it was the thing I felt at the beginning of the relationship, that first boop, millisecond of information that you get. Mm-hmm. And then we talk ourselves out of it. We go, no, uh-uh. But your body will constrict. You'll have that trembling. I know what you're talking about, where it's almost like vibrating, not in a good way. Mm-hmm. With the right person, you will feel ease. It will just feel ease. And that might freak you out because you might think it's boring, but it will feel ease. Yep. Okay. That, but I've been with, I have to tell you, the first time when my ex proposed to me, I locked, like my body just locked up, cried, locked up, horrible feeling. Mm-hmm. The first time he asked me to be his girlfriend, his words were, are we allowed to cuss on here? Yeah, of course. I'm so used to TikTok that I'm like, censoring oh, cuss myself. it out. Um, I can recall these. I, I told you that the first time he met me, he told me he was a sociopath, thought he was joking, <laughs> was confused, left, and I was confused. So all those feelings, I'm confused, I'm anxious, what did he just say, what was that a joke? But months in, he says, I want to just be with you. And he goes, you know, I mean, sometimes I want to fuck everything, but I'd like you to be my girlfriend. And I went, that's what he said. That's how he asked me to be his girlfriend. And then he gaslit me, telling me I was being too sensitive. When I... I <laughs> He goes, you know how men are. We just kind of want to fuck everything. But I love being with you. And that held true. He fucked everything in our relationship. Oh, my God. But I went home and cried. So everything that happened, that was a big moment. That is so confusing. And I said, yes. I said, (laughs) yes. And I went home I'm in my car crying. Any any commitment or any big thing that he showed, it was always this weird. There was always this other side of it that was like, and we gaslight ourselves of like, why do we do that? He, he was just being a guy. Guys do what? And no, no. It should only feel ease, comfort, yummy. Mm-hmm. You might feel excited, but it's not going to feel like tight. It's not going to feel, you will feel that initial millisecond of your intuition. Right away. And most of us ignore it. And it's, it's like quicker than a second, right? It's like, nope. Mm. Your body is telling you, it, it's, think of it as in primal instinct, Right. And all those antennas go up and go, no. Oh my gosh. Why Um, do we do that? Not anymore. No, not not anymore. anymore. No. Mm -mm. (laughs) We do that because we're compassionate. I'm telling you, we're compassionate. So we go, well, maybe he just has a high. I was literally trying to talk my way out of it. He had just said this to me and asked me to be his girlfriend in the same breath because I was compassionate and I was open. Mm. And I thought maybe he's being honest with me though. I mean, but you know, we went through, you and I went through it with those weird, but that, that all came to a deep knowing and trust within our own bodies from those experiences. Mm. Like, where was I not paying attention? Where did I feel that? And I will know that feeling if that happens again. Yeah. Out of your mind and into yeah. your body, out of your mind and into your heart and into your body. That's. Mm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Is that the name of your book? Out of of your mind mind and into your body. body. Right. Because the body knows. Baby girl. The body always knows. And you brought up a good point as well of you will get physically sick because that started happening to me. I started getting physically sick being around his presence, being connected to him. Your body, especially as women, especially as women, I really want to hit this home, is your body is so intuitive. Of course, we're taught, we're programmed, we're educated to not listen to the body and to not be intuitive, but your body is always speaking to you and your intuition 
right at the beginning, like you said, will tell you right away, you know, mm. you know, and that's why this is so crazy. And I'm just going to touch a little bit on it. That's why what is happening with me right now is so crazy because my body is taking over, but it's in like, a good yes. way. It's like, let's it's like, go. Yes. And I'm yeah. never yeah. to never feel that with a man in my entire life to have never felt that with a man in tw however long I've been dating men. Fuck. Um, <laughs> over a decade to never have felt that safe level of safety with any man and just to know that it exists now and that it's incredible he's light he's pure light it exists and that you're attracted to that and that you're attracted to that well because we were probably attracted <laughs> well well no, i am i am oh. but it's like it's not what i thought it was going to be in my mind confusing yeah. yeah you're like wait so this is we were used to chaos and anxiety and the dopamine rush that those other relationships would give us and it's yeah I, I do have to also say something that you and I touch on a lot but I'm very passionate about I know you are too mm -hmm. is that a lot of us women and have a martyr wound energetically and emotionally so you are often taking processing the emotions and karma of your boyfriend, mm. of your husband, of your male friends, of the male collective in your womb, mm -hmm. okay? If you're having sex with these people, you are often, if they don't know what they're doing with their energy or how to process it, and I don't think a lot of women even knew. I didn't know before a couple of years ago that I'm like, oh, we've been taking their emotional burden, their karma, and we're processing it through our bodies, and mm. it will often make people sick. I've seen people that have actually had physical ailments that mimicked their husband's physical ailments and their emotional mm -hmm. ailments. Um, and we collectively mm -hmm. sort of stood up and said, I'm not wow. processing this for you anymore. And I think that's where this headbutting with the masculine and feminine started in 2023 with like the dating. And there's this like vicious dynamic happening right now. <laughs> it's because there was this upheaval uh, with the women that were like, I'm not willing to allow you to just dump everything into my body and energy anymore. You have to process it. And a lot of men have been doing mm -hmm. the work and they've done it on their own. They know how to handle their energy, but a lot of them did not. And yeah, yeah, if you have someone that is siphoning your life force as well, you, you can very well get autoimmune disease type symptoms. I see, I see a lot of stomach mm -hmm. stuff. I don't know if you see that with your clients, a lot of stomach stuff when they're with people like that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's so important because what's really sad is that most people have not experienced even just a nourishing sisterhood mm. friendship, you know, let alone a nourishing romantic relationship. And, you know, I've had relationships that are nourishing in ways, but the undercurrent has always been, they want to take something from me. They want to take my light or they want to take my, whatever it may be. I, that It's that graspy, I need you, I need to own you energy. Yeah. Even if they're not saying it, it's like, right, the energy mm. behind it. And I'm saying all this because I want you guys to see Marcy and I's relationship and our dynamic and the way we communicate and the way that we support each other and also know that friendships like this exist and also relationships like this do exist and they are out there. And I promise you, if you choose, you know, that you're not going to settle, 
for anything less than what you truly desire and that you're going to do the work to match the person that you're trying to call in or to match your life partner, right? Because if we want them to be honest, we have to be honest. If we want them to be, you know, physically healthy, mentally healthy, emotionally fit, communicative, we have to do that within ourselves too, because we can't expect that other person to have it all. And we're not, we're not, you know, doing the work ourselves, but it does exist. I promise. And I, I'm not saying when you meet somebody, it means it's going to be end all be all, but to know that you can have somebody come into your life, activate your heart and show you the love and the light that you always gave out to other people. I promise you You're it's, mis- it's out there. It just takes some misty time. Eyed. That's so sweet. Misty eyed. Well, it's so true so with, with female friendships with, with you and I and with, you know, the, the universe, God source, whatever you believe will show you when you're like, I don't know if that exists, but if you align with that, if you match that frequency, like you're saying, um, and you're doing the work and you're showing up as your truest, best growing, healing, um, it, the universe will provide times 10. Like maybe you think like, oh, this is available. And then this other thing that's like way bigger, better, like, oh my God, think like you, you want to buy like a little tugboat and it gives you a yacht. Okay. So if you do the work, like emotionally (laughs) speaking with a sister or a man, or it's like, that's available, but you have to match it and also know that it's available to you. Oh my God. I love that. And you think, you think you, you will think you want to get a yacht, babe. Match the, universe the is energy give it to of you. a yacht, okay? In your lovers and in your friendships Ugh. and in your, I mean, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I'm so grateful for you. Mm. I'm grateful for you Go. too. I have a couple more questions Do it. before we wrap it all up. Number one, what's something that you're super excited about right now that you want to share with listeners and people mm. that are finding this podcast? You know, I'm working on a little something. Okay, do you remember the the breath work that we were doing at the retreat? That was like people were like, "I'm seeing fractals." Yes. And we're like, <laughs> yes. And my our eyes like our eyes stopped working. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah. so I'm super uh, obviously just super yeah. passionate about breath work because I saw the. I mean, really in the middle of last year, I'm like, holy shit, this stuff works. So I think I'm going to be releasing something around that. But yeah. even if you just go on YouTube, type up like, uh, you know, trance breath work, find someone that feels good. Even Wim Hof breath work. It is, it relieves mm-hmm. pain. It can take you to another dimension. That's a great way if you're like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to meditate. It's literally to get your body there through breath work. So I'm, I'm big on mm-hmm. that. I've been doing so much. It's so powerful. I did that three hour holotropic session for the first time in my life. I did three hours a few days ago and it was, this is just to, you know, add to what you're saying. It was almost as powerful as the Bufo ceremony that I did last year. It was like, it was like one notch down from the Bufo ceremony, which is the highest concentration of DMT on the planet. It's it's getting high on your own supply. It really is. And for people that go, I have trouble mm-hmm. with the stillness of meditating. That's a good entry point. If you want to start with breath work to go, oh, that's how I get there. Because it literally mm-hmm. forces your body into trance. Well, a lot of it does. Um, so that's, I think that tool mm. is massively underused by people. I'm like, girl, go do some breath work. 
go get you some breath work. So, mm. yeah. Beautiful. Last question. And this one, this one, it's a little on the spot as well. Um, if you could say one thing and it would be broadcasted across the entire world and plant a seed that would help with the evolution of consciousness, oh what would it be? You're the way. You're the magic. It's all in you. It's not outside of mm. you. Your higher self is not outside of you. Everything that you think is outside of you, that you are looking for, searching for, it is you. You are the magic. You're the tool. You're the answer to all of it. It's really just about switching on your soul remembrance of who you actually are, who the fuck you actually are. Remember who you are. And sometimes people just hearing that sentence are like, it's all right there. When I say yeah. inside of, it's through self-work. So it's not external. I know it's easier mm -hmm. to look for something external, but it's all you. You are the magic, babe. Mm. That just came. I, I, mean, I didn't even know that, that question was coming. That <laughs> was <go>. so... <laughs> That was so good. Oh my gosh. I cannot, I cannot say that. We cannot say that enough because you and I are both living examples of always going back to our internal world and mending or healing or loving what needs to be in order to continue to ascend in this life. And that was just... Yes. I really tapped in that for that beautiful. one. Thank you for that question. <laughs> um, yeah, of course. How can people find okay. you? What do you offer? Talk a little bit. Talk a little bit about your offerings, your you website. So much right tell now. me, tell me what you got. I love you so much right now. Um, <laughs> you can find me at you. Healer Barbie. I'm I'm on Instagram, but not really. That's just whatever. Um, TikTok Healer Barbie, um, and I've got a link healerbarbie.com. You can go there. You can book a one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I do energy work and intuitive readings, and I would call it mediumship, but I don't do any dead people. So sorry if don't don't contact me for a dead people mm -hmm. uh, reading, but mediumship via sorry, <laughs> we, we don't vibe via with that. spirit guides, higher <laughs> selves. Um, so you can so you can book a one-on-one -on -one for energy work, intuitive readings. Um, my quantum jump audios are also. I have an editor, so we're fine. Um, and there's going to be new stuff dropping. I'm going to be dropping some stuff here soon mm -hmm. over the next couple of months. I'm not really telling anybody about it, but I'm excited. Mm. 